You are listening to the Next Play Podcast, the playbook for high-performing leaders who want to exceed their full potential. From walking on the Ole Miss football team at 5'7", 150 pounds and earning a full D1 scholarship to coaching thousands around the world and working with massive organizations like IBM, I've learned countless lessons that I'll be sharing right here with you. Join me as I interview some of the most successful people so you too can learn how to focus on always moving forward by deciding, planning, and executing on the next play relentlessly. This is Richie Contartesi with the Next Play Podcast, and today we have a very special guest by the name of Melissa Dunson, somebody who's made a big transition in her career who started out as an award-winning student journalist at Missouri State or Missouri Southern State University, graduated with honors, I'm not going to say the word, all kinds of good things. Um, but what's interesting is she transitioned into marketing, communications, and now has really brought in PR, communications, marketing, to sales, sales enablement, and has created playbooks and structures for sales teams. And um, is somebody who I have a lot of respect for and is going to share a lot of powerful information on how you can bring these together to really increase sales. So Melissa, thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, I am so excited to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. So real quick, before this call, we, we talked a little bit about um, PR and marketing, and we're going to talk about sales. There's a lot of sales leaders and executives and CEOs and sales reps that listen to this podcast, but I want to just talk where, how you've been able to take your experiences and bring it to sales and bring a different perspective that I think a lot of people don't have. So you mentioned the difference between PR and, and marketing. And I kind of yeah. like, it, it struck a chord with me because I agree with you on marketing. It's, it's the messaging. It's not necessarily the, can you set up a Facebook ad? It's, 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 it's the offer and the messaging and all of those things behind it. So let's start there. Like your experience from, from PR and bringing that to marketing and then to sales, but let's start with PR and marketing. What, what is the difference to you and how have you used that to, to do so well in marketing? Yeah, so I right, I started out as a journalist. I got a degree in PR and then immediately went into journalism and said, which was, in retrospect, maybe the best decision I could make because you have to be curious, right? Right, And it's right. all about voice of the customer, right? You're actually interviewing people. You want to know what they think. Uh, and then you're summarizing information and getting that information out there, right? It's, right. it's, it's communication. So I went into corporate communications, which a lot of it was about PR and about internal communications and internal influencers. Um, and so then went into marketing and, and my perspective on marketing is maybe a little bit different than people who came in from a uh, really maybe a traditional marketing background. And it's that, right, marketing is about getting people to do what you want them to do. But PR is about making people think what you want them to think. And mm. marketing is infinitely more successful when you get the, that first part first, right? You yeah. get people to think what you want them to think. And then it's so much easier to get people then to do what you want them to do. Um, and so for me, marketing is all about messaging. Marketing yeah. is all about communications instead of some marketing people that I will talk with. I mean, 
channels matter, right? Channels matter, but channels change, right? Everything right. is constantly changing. Right. You know, you know, are we going to do radio anymore? And what's the next social media platform? And right. and you know, all of this stuff, and that all changes, and it matters. But the thing that matters the most in all of it is your messaging, understanding who you're talking to, what they care about, right. and how to really strike a chord with those people. So, uh, I have a lot of fun <laughs> in marketing because that's how I approach it. Yeah. So, okay. So if I'm a, I'm a say it doesn't yeah. matter because a lot of sales reps today are they're 1099. They're running their own businesses. They're right. solopreneurs, they're entrepreneurs, but even W2 sales reps should know this and be doing this. So if let's just start from the PR frame. So if I want people to think the way I want them to think, right. Can I do that by offering? Cause one of the things we do is on our front end is we offer a, an 18 page PDF where we break down, where we give away our, our right. the majority of our process. And like, you know, that's not a press release, but I do right. believe it's somewhat of, of shit, you know, hoping to get people to understand and think differently versus kind of the status quo is, would that be considered the same kind of thing? Um, or is that yeah. different? Like, even if I'm a sales oh, yeah. rep, I'm an entrepreneur and I want my potential clients to think differently. Can I create something like that? Like, what do you suggest? Yeah. I mean, the thing that you just described, I would not describe as marketing. I would describe as communications. I mean, that's what that is. And communications is PR, right? And so the first thing you have to figure out and not enough people take the time to do this is before you try to make someone else think what you want them to think, you have to determine what do I want people to think? And, and that is a really important step. Uh, and it needs to be really well thought out. Uh, you need to look at it from all the angles. You need to look at it from um, the things that could go wrong, right? You need to look at it in the sense of how long lasting is that thing that I want people to think? Does it have staying power or is it, is it fleeting, right? Don't, don't go with fads. This is, you need to go to core belief systems. Um, and so you have to, you have to figure that out first. And then you're talking about sort of a channel, right? Like, this is what I want people to think. And then the people that I'm targeting, how do they want to consume it? And some people want to do, right? Uh, Ebooks and case studies and stuff like that. That's fantastic. The number of spam emails that I get every day because I sign up, right? Because I want to read. I want this white paper. I want this ebook. Um, so I, I do it all the time. People do it. Um, some people, they may watch TV. They may, uh, you know, be on a certain platform. And so wherever that is, you take that same message, you mold it for that channel, and then that's how you do it. And that's how you change people's minds. Yeah. So it's interesting. So you said that first part when you're trying to come up with how you want them to think like can you give an example of like because you laid out a, a process there right it's pretty in-depth like do you you know and and maybe for you or I, I know maybe a past example or something that's like of or you can use us for an example like maybe an sure. idea of like I'm just curious as to like um yeah how I would do that you know yeah, so like I'll use I'll use an example. So like say I um, work for a company, and I really like coffee want, beans or something yeah, like that. Like yeah, and it's like I really want people to think about my company that we are a good corporate citizen, right? Like that's a thing. That's a major message that I want people. Right? It's not even product related. That's one of the things I also love about PR and communications is it's so much more than product. Huh. 
But right. what you what you think about a company absolutely is connected to what you think about their products. And the idea that those two things are not connected is ludicrous, right? Like open our minds. Right. Right, right. Yeah. And so say say that that's a thing I decide. This is how I want people to view my brand. I want them to think of us as a good corporate citizen. And so one of the reasons that's a powerful phrase is because it's not tied to one specific thing. It has lasting staying power beyond one year. It actually right. has many right. different facets and ways that I could, could kind of go down here and here. And I haven't narrowed myself in. And so then I take that and say, okay, so what makes someone a good corporate citizen? And I, I kind of lay those things out and then I say, okay, what part of that do we do that I can talk? Cause I'm probably not doing all of those things. Right. Right. And right. like, what part of that can I latch onto and, and highlight in those ways and then begin to get the message out in that way. And begin, if you say it over and over again, that's another thing that people in marketing too, like you make a thing and then you do a thing. And then the next message you have, you change your message because it feels old and boring and right. it's just wrong because <laughs> people, the number of times that people have to be told something, see something, and, and you can do it in different ways. You don't want people to get tired of it, different visuals, but it's the same message. And if you have something general like that, like we're a good corporate citizen, if you have something general, you can do that in, you know, 25 different ways, but it's always coming back to the same core belief that when someone sees my logo, they go, yeah, they're a good corporate citizen, right? Yeah. Which then affects oftentimes their buying process. Yeah. Now that 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 idea right there, the good corporate citizen, how many of those options are there? Like if I were to say, hey, I want to look at, you know, is there like infinite or or do you have like a core 10 different things it could be? Yeah. So I, I don't I think I understand what you're asking. So like that is that is one. So like there was essentially a project that I did with a company was it was, we basically were like, hey, in, in this particular way, these are the four things that we want people to think about us. And that was one of them, right? And then underneath that one, each one of those four, we'll just take the good corporate citizen, underneath yeah. that one, there were probably uh, five different things, right? You don't want to go crazy or your message becomes so disparate, but right. you decide like we're, we're going to talk as because we sponsor this kind of stuff. And it's because we're supporters of this and we hire these kinds of people and right. And we decided to focus. So it's all about grouping, right? You're grouping okay. like things together so that otherwise it's hard for people. Like I'll, I'll tell you this. So this is, this is an exercise that we do and I would encourage other people to do it. It's called message mapping. Do you guys ever do message mapping? Uh, I don't know if I've heard that terminology, but it's okay. fun what, what? and you should, and it's visual. So Right, message mapping, you can do it virtually, you can do it on a whiteboard, and you basically start with a core concept, something like, like a headline. Yeah, like something like good corporate citizen, right? And then you draw up to four lines off of it with bubbles, and you're saying, what are the four major things off of that? They all go into that. So, and like, hold on. Off can, of I, those, can I share my screen? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, for, for people that are watching, let me just, is this, is this so that you're, shoot so like something like this yes yes that's exactly right yep that's exactly okay. right and you can do it for so i just like, googled this by the way for everyone watching there you go message, message, now. Okay. message now. cool so that's what's wonderful about it thanks for the visual because i'm like over here with my hands right? <laughs> so and and so the point of message mapping is that i can start from the middle with my main core point and then i can go to this point 
And then I can go from that point to four more points, or I can start all the way from this point over here, say somebody just wants to talk about little league sponsorships, but I have found a way because I have it mapped out to get it all the way back to the main core point that I wanna get to. So I've started over here and I talk myself backwards. Yeah, and that's because of this. And then that's because of this. And that's because we're, we're a good corporate now, citizen. Can this work for branding as well? Oh, or is absolutely. This Okay, so it's not just yeah. for the PR aspect. Absolutely. Well, it's so confusing, the branding and this <laughs> and that, and it's like. <laughs> just just wipe all of that away and, and just know that the very best marketing is PR and PR is branding. I mean, it's the same, right? It's just right, the visualization right. of it, but it is. I mean, there's a book, it was written, it was probably written 15 years ago, but it's like, it's called The Death of Advertising and the Rise of PR. And 15 years ago, they knew that that was a thing that was happening. And it's it's not stopped, right? Social media has just caused it to even get bigger, right? This whole idea of influencer marketing. Um, and so okay. it's the same thing. So just take all the little boxes out of your mind and just it. it's all the same thing, you know? Okay. Okay. So, so all right. So then you know, let's, let's talk about, so you moved in, you, and now you're, you know, moved into marketing. Yeah. Um, obviously I know you're, we're saying they're the same thing, but how do you feel like, how are you able to translate the PR and bring that into, to marketing? And then we'll, we'll jump into sales after that. Sure. Um, so when I came in, I, I just looked for the things that I thought needed to be there, right. Foundational structures, right. And the ones that I that weren't there, the stuff that I thought should be there that wasn't there, I don't don't laugh at me, Richie. No. <laughs> so I I'm like a lifelong learner, and I, so I I just go and learn everything I can. And so if I don't know something yet, it's just because I don't know it yet. And so I realized, hey, this doesn't exist, you know, so far that I can tell in this marketing realm like, of our company. So I went and go went and learned everything I could about it, and then made it right. And had some other people look at it and, hey, this is pretty good. And you're like, okay, great. So I started building the foundational blocks that I thought weren't there. And again, I did it by learning about it and then applying the things I already knew about PR, about messaging, and about the company that I worked for and my customers. And then I just sort of smashed it all together. Um, I would say there's more than one right way to do something. And so that may not be the way that for sure. people who are like trained in, in marketing, you know, would do that. But I would encourage people just because you don't know the right way to do something, you know, you can learn and you can take the things that you know. Other people are not going to know your customers and your brand better than you do. And right. you can you can create the thing that you actually need. So that was huge. And then... Um, started getting really good at getting people to buy off on things because of communications and of messaging and, right. and putting things together and having presentations where I was able to lay it out in a way that people understood and said, yes, we should do that. Please go do that. And um, being able to build branding and brand promises and, um, and even new product developments um, from the, from nothing, right? That was, that's right. really exciting. You're starting with nothing. And right. then you just start with an idea. What's the one idea? And it just kind of goes from there and until you've created a, a brand that's cohesive um, for a product that people really love. Yeah. What do you think is is most important in the beginning? Is it is it coming up with offers and messaging to get people to book a call, to get people to buy a product versus 
spending that at those advertising dollars on brand awareness on traffic versus conversions the thing i actually i actually am going to say something else which okay. is the the product whatever that is so if it is your ebook yeah. or if it is your training program or if it is an actual physical retail product that the first thing is like how many of us have right we've gone and like been duped by the great ad and then at the end of it you're like this is not great right <laughs> this is not this is not the thing i wanted and like so the actually, product isn't great exactly yeah and so spending the time especially if you're not talking about like an actual like retail product but talking about an ebook or a course or a training program going out and getting the voice of the customer like just there's so many things i could say about it go and talk to people go talk to your customers survey them and then also like social media is the greatest thing that ever happened to marketing in my opinion because you don't have to wonder what people think trust me they're telling you i mean you could test it right away 24 too. hours a ads. day exactly right. yeah for almost no money and so have That's a crazy. lot of confidence in the product create a product that your customers want that fills a need in the market that someone else is not or has a unique value prop really focus on that we think about that sometimes i'm not going to call it a product but content like i right and we make content and i have to make sure so i'd rather have really really good content and less of it because the shelf life is so much longer than a million tiny pieces that are not really that good and they live for two days right it's yeah and so, so you're not a fan of like you're not a fan of of like posting lots of reels and stuff like that I think it depends. I think if you, I think if you're the product, then I think that's great. Ah, you understand what I'm saying? So like, yes, I would yes. argue you have a training program, Richie, but there is some level, cause I've listened to your podcast. I've watched your videos. There's some level at which Richie Contartesi is the product that is being sold. Right. And For so, sure. Yeah. So that goes, influencer marketing has changed that drastically. So yeah, I, I think it's fantastic for people to do that when they're the product, right? Got it. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, if, but if you, if you're um, an e-com or yeah. if you're a manufacturing, if you're in, in one of these industries, then you're a bigger fan of, um, of like longer form content versus short form or like YouTube. Like, what do you mean? Like, or, or, or more like TV? Like, what, what do you mean by that? So I would say create high quality content and, and then again, this is, I'm not saying this is the right way. I like to make long pieces of content that it's already predetermined how I'm going to divide it all up. So I have, I've made one thing and it's really good, right? It's really high quality. It's really on point. And then I can chop it up into 15 different ways or more of small pieces of content that I can then use on a variety of different kinds of platforms, but I've still only made one thing that I can Got use it. in a bunch of different ways. I see. Okay. Now, how have you, so how did you bring kind of these experiences in, into sales and, and the success that you've had uh, with, with your company and just bringing, you know, um, or, or companies, but bringing this, this background and then creating success and sales with it because you know today there's a lot of you know entrepreneurs sales reps solopreneurs 
and they're all kind of in the same thing, right? Even if you're a W two sales rep, you know, I, I'm I believe, and we work with SaaS companies. I'm a big fan of like, dude, you got to do your, you still got to market, yeah, you got to sell, unless you're like an inbound only you're taking sales calls all day and that's a kind of a different position but everyone else or a setter everyone else is is you got to create your own your own pr and your own marketing and your own and your own sales and your playbook so how have you kind of positioned your experiences and brought it to success in sales yeah i think maybe the biggest thing i had going for me is that i'm a naturally curious person and i would encourage people whether they're trying to create something for their company or whether they're just trying to create something for themselves to tap into that. Uh, and I, that's from being a reporter, right? I don't assume that I know all the things. And so I go and I read and I listen digitally most of the time. And I talk to people, people who are the customers, people. So in this, in this situation I'm in right now, uh, sales reps, right? I know quite a bit about sales. I know a lot about our company but I don't do their job every day. And so it would be so silly of me to assume that I know what these guys need, right? And so I think I know some of it, but I went and I talked for hours and hours with various different roles because it's not all the same. They have different opinions. They're in different parts of the country. They sell different things. And so trying to find really the voice of the customer in that situation. um, And so if somebody was trying to do it like for themselves, I would sit down and just start asking yourself that question like you were interviewing somebody else. Like, what are my biggest challenges? Why can't I close more deals? Like, what are the things that I, in the moment, wish that I had, like the assets to help market myself better or market this product better that I just don't have? And then like, just make them. <laughs> right. Or, or pay somebody in the gig economy to make them for you, right? right. If, identify those things. and like, I need a presentation that does this. I need a product demo that does this and then go and make them or talk with your, your company's marketing department or whoever that is or sales. Yeah. But sometimes you can't depend on that, right? Like not everyone has a, has someone like you in that true. department, right? <laughs> you know true. what I mean? Like it, it, it's so many times and I'm like, you know, I, I, I was reading, um, you know, just like you, I'm always kind of interested in, in the, in the data that's being released from some of these larger mm-hmm. really, um, SaaS company, it's like sales yeah. SaaS companies. They get they do such good research on every industry, not just SaaS sales, but like they do the research because they're you know whatever industry is their clients, right. and it's kind of interesting to see. It used to be like you needed seven touch points before a sale was made. Then you need seven hours before a sales was made. Then you need now they're saying you need 10 to, 10 to twenty touch points her conversion through a pipeline before a sale is made. So it's, it's just more and more and more as there's more and more fluff and stuff out there. Um, you know, so like what you're saying right now, like you can't always sit around and wait. Sometimes you just got to go and create it and it doesn't need to be perfect, but exactly. if you're not getting the touch points, you're, you're going to be sitting there at your desk struggling because well, people I, don't know you. Like, 10 to 20 touch points per conversion. That's like crazy. But anybody who thinks that they're going to do that the old way is like out of their mind. (laughs) So what's the new way? We have to leverage technology. Yeah. Yeah. You have to leverage technology or, I mean, one person, right. Can maybe do the 10, 20 touch points per conversion for it. Right. I mean, what's the max number 20 accounts. If you're like killing yourself, 
And who wants more than that? Most people want more than that. And so you have to leverage technology in various ways. Um, and there's technology, it's like, it's not new technology, right? But it's like using video and making sure you've mapped out your own customer journeys. And I promise you, it seems crazy to do it as a salesperson who's never done it before, but nobody knows your, your sales process or your customer journey better than you do. And once you have it on paper, it's so much easier to then find, okay, I could automate this part of it. I could use, you know, a digital touch point for these three pieces of it and save yourself that time instead of trying to do it the old fashioned way. Because uh, if really, if that's really, I hadn't heard that, Richie, 10 to 20, that's so many. Her, 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 her conversion. Well, so let me ask you this and, yeah. then, and then we'll talk about technology because I think that's okay. important. Like, I mean, before our companies work together, right? It's a, it's a, you know, it's, it is what it is, but like, I'm sure you guys did quite a bit of due diligence before pulling the trigger, right? I mean, I'm just curious from, from you, how sure. much time did you guys spend on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook right. and website? And before you guys said, all right, let's do it. it not including all of the calls. Oh, yeah. Before, you know, because that's probably right. a couple hours. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. like, just curious. I mean, I, <laughs> since you're on the I mean, it was, like, it was hours. People perspective. It was, yeah. So, just the calls was hours. Oh, my gosh. I spent, hours. and just me, I've spent several hours on the phone before we pulled the trigger. Right. And that's not including some of the other people, right? Um, because, especially because really this, we're at such a pivotal moment with our sales team that we wanted to make sure that the person who comes and talks to them, it was the right message at the right, right. time, right? For those people. So we really sure. wanted to know, and we felt like that was true, but you guys have a fantastic website. You have so many resources on it. And then you guys have great social presences. And so it's been, uh, it makes it easy, but that you could just people who hopefully most people are like, yeah, I have to have a good social presence and I have to have a good, uh, online presence. Because otherwise, I mean, that's where most people, you won't even know all the calls that you didn't get or the emails you didn't get because you didn't think that was worth doing. That's where most right. people start their research process for any kind of buying decision at this point. 100%. Yeah. And even if you're just a sales rep, you're a sales in a sales leadership role, you're seeing it on LinkedIn. LinkedIn has become Facebook, right? Oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. Um, for professionals, for sure. And it will want, and it's because it used to not be this news feed and content. And right. if, if and you're not, and, yeah. if, if you're an outbound sales rep and you're not, and you don't have, even if you have guaranteed appointments booked on your calendar, like I, I am a huge fan of, you should, you don't need to post every day, but if you're at least posting once a week so that if someone were to go check you out, they're like, okay, this person's posted in the last right. I've had salespeople and I I'll, I always look and I go and I'll look yeah. at their profile and they haven't posted since, you know, June of 2021. I'm like, is this a real, like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Are you like, a real person? Like, Are you a robot? Kind of, right. It, it's like, I even talk to the person and I'm like, yeah. what's, and I think that's, that's a right. thing today. Right. Like in, in, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm, I'm only yeah, one I, opinion, but that's sure. kind of. I, been... I think it depends on the, um, on the industry, right? So there are, so my husband is in sales in a totally different industry. And so I was talking with him the other day and I was like, so where are your customers? And he's, you know, had to stop and he thought about it and he goes, they're on Twitter. And I was like, well, then that's the one you, that's where you have to be. You have right. to be on Twitter. And so 
for the company I work for, it's a different platform. And then I previously worked with a different material, you know, uh, group and their, their customers were on a different platform. Right. So it's, it's a lot. I mean, in a, in a perfect world, if you really want to sell, you'll have a, you know, a, a cross-platform approach, but really it's where are the customers and you better have an account and a presence on that. And so for you guys, right. LinkedIn is the thing. And I think LinkedIn is really growing. LinkedIn for the company that we're for right now didn't used to be as much of a focus, but um, as LinkedIn has become something different, right? It's, it's growing, it's changing. Um, that it, we are doing more and more on LinkedIn because more and more of our customers are there. Right. Yeah. On our B2B side, LinkedIn has been, yeah, yeah it's been awesome. The The problem with us on LinkedIn, I just, it's funny kind of to share it with you, but you'll probably I love laugh. it. It's like, it's with me and like the entire rest of the universe, you know, so now that right. Yeah. Like on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, we'll get, you know, a lot of, and YouTube, we'll get like a lot of traction and I'll post on LinkedIn. And because our audience there is executives and like leaders, they don't freaking engage on anything. But they're viewing it. Exactly. They're like, so I, I, LinkedIn drives me nuts because it's like, does this, I'll look at the engagement numbers and I'm yeah. like, dang, this has a lot of views with like right. three likes. I'm like, it's so it's such a different platform, right? I mean, it, it just is. It it is. is. And so understanding that and not trying to like take the same success metrics over here in Pinterest and then applying them to Twitter because <laughs> it's like not the same platform at all. So, right. Yeah. And it's like, so yeah, I mean, in our B2C market, which is really our, it's, so our B2C market is, is like, you know, entrepreneurs 1099 sales reps like that kind of they're great they engage they'll oh, yeah. they go but the executives they just they just they're, like they'll tell me they're just like oh yeah i lurk i'm lurking I'm but, a lurker but i won't i will never hit the like button ever. oh my gosh <laughs> i'm like whatever but all right so good so we should but it's good for people to hear yeah. and know like you know i think i have 10,000 people on linkedin that i've grown to and i have posts that have four likes <laughs> so don't yeah. feel bad that's right. Um, but we do get we get inquiries quite often from LinkedIn where they say they, you know, connected and they've been watching. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so okay. So for people out there, if your audience is there, okay. So what about um we worked with a company, I'm, uh, I won't say their name, but they're they're in a very similar industry as you, very, very similar. Actually, um uh not comparable yeah. products, but they, they build on top of each other. Right. right? I was going to say, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And they're, and they're, it's all good old boys, right? Like there are people are, are, are not really on social. And so, you know, but if you start doing research in their, in their market, you quickly learn that there's younger companies that are drastically taking market share and they're changing their thought process from this is only a good old boy type industry um to you know it's it's shifting management within who we're selling is shifting it's getting younger it's getting they they want different things where it used to be they wanted to go they literally said this they're like yeah they just want to take them to strip clubs and to this kind of stuff and now it's like the 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 people that they're selling to are like i want value i want results from my salespeople. um and so what are your thoughts on that in industries where it's people that are like, it, it is very old school. It is, it's always been on, on the handshake and the relationship. Yeah. 
Um, but where it's shifting today, do you feel like, you know, sales leaders and sales reps and, and, and business owners in those industries need to shift online and, and start going down that what, what in from your marketing and sales perspective, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I've obviously thought that was true of 2020 made everyone do it. So that was the impetus that caused all kinds of people who uh, probably would not have made that transition um, when in-person becomes not an option and you still have to sell, suddenly right. your one option is to use technology, right? So it was um, it was a drastic change. I think some people made the change uh, more gracefully than others, but um, I, I do think it changed people's perceptions um, and we're still seeing that. Um, yeah, I I think people have to change. So there are, there are external changes, things like 2020, right? That like force you to do that. But then there's this whole other thing, which is as one generation leaves of your customer base, right? And another generation comes up. If you don't care enough to find out what those people care about and where they are and how they live their life, because you're, you're so right about the things that people care about, um, you know, they're saying, no, I don't just want to be entertained, right? This is a generation who are saying they're younger and they're saying, no, I want you to bring value to my business. I want you right. to help show me, I'm going to pick you because you're going to show me how, how you make me better and help make me more money and help make me more successful. And the companies that are going to be successful are the people who can figure out how to be stickier with those people and give those people the value that they want. Um, so yes, I, I 100%, I talk to sales reps frequently about like, yeah. let's talk about social media again. <laughs> let's talk about, you know, best practices and what, what are we your... should be doing and not doing, you know? Right. And are, are but are, are the reps that you talk to sure. and that you work with, are they mainly like, are they also appointment setting or are they already get appointments on their calendar and they kind of just show up? Cause it's kind of different, right? If you're just showing, but I still think like if you're showing up for an appointment, this is what I tell my team is listen, if we get a, a lot of leads every day, we get a lot and, and, and some books, some don't. And the ones that do, um, I'm like, Hey, connect with them on LinkedIn. You know, connect with them on, on, for us, it's LinkedIn. But if right. I was selling a B2C, I, I'm going to, I'll send them a friend request on Facebook absolutely. and then I'll post some cool, like, what do you, yeah, that's absolutely. I, Cause it's, I mean, this is the deal. I, and I'll use myself as an example. So I told you already that like, I read a lot. And so I sign up and I get eBooks <laughs> and there have been people <laughs> Who have been Wait, did you get our me. PDF? I don't want to interrupt I, you, but I probably did. Okay, I'm okay, sure good. that I did. But I, <laughs> I, there are people who've been after me for years, right? Like there are like companies because they just didn't give up, right? They didn't send me three and then a breakup email. Like clearly it's not the right time. They, right. you know, they sort of they put me in a different bucket. They connected with me on LinkedIn a, a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm gonna tell you right now, maybe that wasn't the day or the year that I actually was like, I really am ready to like do this thing with these people. They have what I need. Yeah. But two yeah. years later, like yeah. I'm a different person. The, yeah. the industry is different. My department's different in two years. And so there have been some people who I came back to and I was like, hey, weird, weird that you emailed me again for the 700th time. <laughs> I actually think I'd like to book a demo. And yeah. they're like, oh my God, are you serious? You know, but that's, don't give up. Cause that's, yeah. I have also gotten, you know, two emails and then a breakup email. And I'm like, good luck to you. 
you but know, they don't even like, put you in a long-term drip. Some of them don't. And I don't know why, yeah. but I'm like, that's your loss. Cause I might've needed you later. <laughs> so yeah. Or like a newsletter, something just to keep yeah. people top of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, um, I mean, follow-up is key. An annoyance follow-up is not key. Um, but if you can like, so this is, you give me your opinion. So what I have my sales team do is anytime we, we update or we create some front end kind of offer, like, like a training or a PDF or something we want to give away, then we'll, we'll shoot, we'll send it to uh, all of our previous potentials and say, Hey, we just launched this new training. Would you like access to it? Or we'll just send it to them. And that's kind of like the, the drip, you know? And I think salespeople and sales leaders that are listening to this can do something similar or at least something like a newsletter. What are your thoughts on that today? Because obviously it works. It works for you, and I and I've definitely like I literally just purchased this week a fifteen thousand dollar program just for for me to help with some of the things I'm doing on the front end for someone I've been following for a year. Yeah. So you know, like what are what are your thoughts? Like as far as yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I, I think people need to adjust their their understanding or belief systems about buying cycles, right? And so, I mean, I think you and I, what the stories- One call told, closes are, are like, that's a that's almost impossible. To, I mean, it happens, exactly. don't get me wrong, but it's like- But if that's all you're living for, yeah. If that's all you're living for, you're toast, yeah. right? Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. yeah, you gotta readjust that and have a plan for long-term nurturing and follow-up. Um, because if you don't, you're just gonna miss out on so many fantastic opportunities. Um, one of the things I, I tell, I work with some external vendors who work with our company and, yeah. and I'll, and I, you know, I've dealt with some of them, looked at their sales cadences and, and some really? of them, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like because, for I'll, fun or, or no, just because I, they're bothering our customers. <laughs> I'll say, Hey, oh, yeah, this is too much outreach. Right. So I need you to like adjust how you're doing this. Uh, cause people are not happy. And so, you know, one of the things we'll look at is like, it's great in a short amount of time to like have the, you know, you send an email and then you send a text and then you called. But if you do that every single day for two weeks, people are going to get mad at you. Or yeah. if you call and then call again and then call again in the same day, people are not going to be happy. So I'm glad you said a, what a nuisance or annoyance uh, follow up. I mean, because there is. Not welcome. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay. So, so this is a good question. There, this is a good topic really quick and I, we're already getting tight on time, but um, there was, um, I think it was the hard Harvard business review and they posted a study that they did on, on once a lead comes in, how quickly you should attack it. And it said, if you get to it, if they don't book, like take the next step within 10 minutes, if you, or, you know, if you connect with them, if you call them within 10 minutes, you have a 400% greater chance of connecting with that lead. After that, it drops to 11%. I was like, dang, that's a off a cliff. Um, and what they're, what they were saying was worked the best was a text. If you have their cell phone, let's say you're just, just saying you have their phone, a text and back-to-back calls. And then wait 10 minutes and do back-to-back calls again, like four calls, and then do that three times in the first day. And then after that, you only do once for, for four or five days, and then you let it go. What is What are your thoughts on that? I was like, dang, that's like 
So I will tell you, I will tell you what I told one company who did that to me (laughs) as I answered because they didn't know the number. And so they called and then I called again and they called again. And I thought, oh my God, it's probably like a, an emergency, right? I mean, that's what you think it's somewhat. And I was in a meeting in a virtual meeting for work and I answered my cell phone and this person immediately started trying to sell me. And I literally was like, I need you to understand something. Don't ever call me again. I really was interested in your service. Don't ever call me again. And they were like, but I'm like, no. And the, tell your bosses, this is why. And I, cause I, they had called me either three or four times while I was in one meeting back to back to back. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah, I was like, yeah, don't do that. I'm never going to do this <laughs> with you. So ever on the principle of the thing. So. Yeah. But in the first, in the first period, that first period of time, you, the speed to the lead is agreed is, that, that, is agreed. so important because yeah. it, you're, you, you as the salesperson or the company are top of mind, your product, whatever that is, is top of mind for that person. Obviously they've booked a demo or booked an appointment. So absolutely as quickly as you can, we have some, some stuff where we have leads coming in and then it's, it's on a dashboard for the guys to say, Hey, like I am, this is a person I need to call right now. And so, yeah. and the, the more often, the, uh, the quicker they're able to do that, it, it usually ends up being a much better minutes, situation. 10 minutes, 400%. Yep. Yeah. You got to share yeah, that just with do them. it. <laughs> Absolutely. I will. That's fantastic. Go. It's a good. Um, okay, cool. So we only got a couple minutes here. Uh, this was such a good pot. I know. I, I do have idea. something I super want to share. Go. So if I have go, a, go, go, okay. go. So not to be like sappy or anything, but there, I just wanted to share a couple things that like changed my life, like business advice, because I, I hope I say it to everyone I can, but this is one of those platforms where I could say it to other people and I could change their lives in a much number of people all at the same time. So I was bemoaning, I was at a conference and I was to one of the speakers bemoaning the fact that I didn't feel like I had the right title to fix some of the problems. There were all these things that needed to happen. This company I was working at, and I really, it's woe is me. The people who have the titles, they won't do it. They don't care enough about this. And the guy just like stopped me. And he said, I can tell right now, cause you're asking this question that you are the right person to do this, but I need you to understand something. Never operate from the level of your title. Always operate from mm. the level of your influence. I'll say Mm. it again because you guys, it changed my life. Never operate from the level of your title. Always operate from the level of your influence. And Mm. from that moment, it changed my life because I knew I am an influential person and I am well-respected and I can do all kinds of things. And so I just started doing them. I think this thing we're talking about sales enablement is one of those things. Like that's that's not my job, right? That Richie, that's not my, that was not my job but I saw it. It was a need. I wanted to do it. I knew our company needed it. So I just started doing it. Right. <laughs> and, and it wasn't like nobody over here was like, now you listen here, you know, and if they had, you know, whatever, I mean, you ask like, for forgiveness, find, find, find somebody else that's <laughs> willing to do it. Then that's fine. I'm happy to get <laughs> right. off. But you know, always operate from the level. If you have the influence to do it, don't wait. Don't cause the world is not going to give you permission to like be no. great. They're no. not just go over here. Like, you know, I wish there was more coaching in the world, Richie. I wish there was. I wish that the whole world was like helping people and supporting them and telling them to believe in themselves as they like help them rise the ranks and grow their careers. It's just not real. Right. <laughs> and so having that, that understanding that if you're a powerful person on the inside and influential with the other people that are in your sphere, 
you can always do something that you're not yeah. stuck. And that's, right? and that's, and that's everybody, by the way. Absolutely. No matter that's what every... your title is. Absolutely. No, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. And I think um, that's a lesson that is not talked about enough. So um, I think we're going to be hiring you to come speak at our <laughs> annual. <laughs> Deal. I, I love that. I, that I literally got chills with your, when you it, said that. I was like, damn, I mean, that was really good. I, I say it to every person I can because I mean, the guy, and he was some guy, I can't remember his name. He was some VP for some financial institution. He was a speaker at a, and it, yeah, it changed yeah. my life and forever. It's changed the trajectory of my life as I've been like, I'm going to go do the thing. And I really don't care if other people think that I have permission to do it. Or if I like, if people, if you do this, if you're wonderful and great and you give a shit and you like, and you just keep like doing more than is expected and more than other people are doing, there will be people who hate on you. And there'll be people who are like, who do they think they are? Well, I think I'm the person who is trying to make all the things better. That's who I think I am. Now right. say something to me about it. Right. Or you can come and roll up your sleeves and help me. Those are your options. And thankfully, the majority of people, at least in mine, have been like, oh, and then they roll up their sleeves and they come with you. And you form right. this little army that's like trying to make things better. Um, yeah, so that that's really, that's that was like, oh, I hope. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's the thing yeah. I was like, I really want to get across to people is that nobody has to be stuck. I don't care your age. I don't care your gender. Right. I don't care your title and you're stuck doing dumb stuff. Like, it, that's the truth for everybody. Well, so I go. think that Positive was one of the most powerful, literally, that was one of the most powerful um, quotes, I guess, so to say. Yeah. It, it, like, literally, it, I love it. It gave me chills. But I think yeah. it's so powerful and it's so true. And there's a lot of people listening to this podcast right now that might not totally believe in themselves because of their title. And so just having that that thought process of, look, it's not about the title. Um and so and I the think the sooner you let that go, the sooner you're going to go do amazing things, baby. Right. Amazing things, it. you I know? And if I can just say one more thing about that is there were a lot of moments right in my life where I got thrown into a situation and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Cause like, I don't have the right education or I don't have the right title or I have never done it before. Which, how dumb right. is that, Richie? The idea that you wouldn't be able to do something because you've never done it before. Like everything you know how to do right now you had to learn literally right, you didn't like know breathing. how to do it yeah right. everything it's like so this idea that we limit ourselves so you just don't know how to do it yet and and is it always perfect do you fall sometimes that's fine but right. i'd rather i'd rather regret the things that i did and they didn't go quite right than like not doing the thing at all that you were supposed to do with your life right and lay right. in your bed and think about it at night and all the things you didn't say could have done and it's like yeah, like just let all that stuff go and don't be that person and like don't live with regret and don't be afraid if people are going to hate on you because you're passionate. Like who cares? Like go live your life and do something amazing, you beautiful creatures, you. <laughs> this is great. I don't even need Good. to do it. Okay. I just, you just come on here and talk. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, uh, I know we're kind of over on time here, but Melissa, thank you so much for, for this time and sharing what you have. I know there's a lot of people listening that right now that want to say thank you as well. So yeah. um, thank you so much for being here and uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Richie. Bye. All right. Adios. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Next Play Podcast. If you liked the show, make sure to leave us a review. For more resources, visit RelentlessUniversity.com or download the free Relentless University app. 
And if you're interested in having me speak at your next event, visit RelentlessRitchie.com. Until next time.